Jesus, an eccentric billionaire with nothing but a bunch of extra time to spare. He's got his favorite subject and he's happy to share everything he knows about Greece. He'll go to every single ritzy secret event and mingle with his buddies in the 1%. But they find his passion an embarrassment and repeatedly ask him to cease. But never one to back down, ever a pro. He claims there's nothing else that's even worth it to know. So he grabbed his butler Eric and he started a show to see if anything will catch his eye. Now every fresh contestant must babble and boast on the subject of their choosing that they treasure the most. Put your hands together and welcome your host. It's Adam Maximilian Josephus Vin Diesel Riffi. It's Tell Me About It. Welcome to Tell Me About It, a game show about proving the things that you love are actually interesting and fun. I am, as always, Adel Rafai, local eccentric multi-billionaire, and I am still looking, searching for someone to show me something that is better and more interesting than the movie Grease, and of course, Grease 2 by proxy. But I can't do this by myself. He's not allowed to dunk anymore because he's tracking coffee all over the mansion. It's Audio Butler. Eric Silver. That's me. This is the first time I knew that Grease 2 was involved by extension. I feel like I wouldn't have signed on to this if I knew that something that decimated this, the Grease franchise was involved. The Grease-averse, please. Um, <laughs> yes, in my opinion, Reproduction is the greatest song of all time. Uh, <laughs> Shooter McGavin singing Reproduction is will go down in the annals of history as one of the greatest performances. Um, but that's Eric that's not what I want to talk to you today about. That's fair. As you know, as a multi-billionaire, I own the Washington Generals, and you coach them, and I wanted to talk to you about some of your coaching. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I did ask you for that anti-confetti shield, and you mm -hmm. still haven't done that. I put that service request in a few weeks ago, but I think that that's fine. I could use some pointers. I can. Okay. Yeah. Well, in last night's game, which we lost 325 to 42, you at some point helped an old woman cross the court. <laughs> Turned out that old woman was a seven foot one power forward, uh, not even their tallest player, who uh, took out a trampoline and jumped over our entire team and uh, slammed home the ball. So, um, Meadowlark Jones knows that I was raised right. And he preyed on that, and I mm -hmm. don't appreciate it. People don't talk about how m emotionally manipulative the Globetrotters are yeah, <laughs> and, just, and how all of the generals are involved in that. I keep pleading with the commissioner for us to play other teams. At some point, we have to. I don't know <laughs> if it's going to be this season or next, but at some point, we have to. But that's, that's neither here nor there. Eric, there was someone who walked into the foyer and made themselves at home. They're laying down on the couch out front. Do you want to see who that is or do you know who it is? Oh, uh, yeah. I can definitely check that out. I'm so sorry. He's laid out uh, and he's creating one of those YouTube videos where it looks like it's like a paper mache sort of thing, but it's really him laying on the ground, kind of like in as if he was a basketball player. It's very huh. inventive for 2009 on YouTube. Everyone's going wild for it. So it's, this is like a Peter Gabriel sledgehammer music video kind of stylization? That's on me. It is absolutely a Peter Gabriel. So okay. I didn't, I didn't, forgot we had that shorthand. I, I forgot about that. Uh, it's stand-up comedian Josh Gondelman. Hello. Do you want me to get up from the couch <laughs> uh but yeah why don't you stand up uh sure yeah yeah totally i mean how many oh, more hello. takes thank you for how many me. more takes do you need i did, is there a claymation section as well is this going to take a while or, i'm going to add the claymation in post okay <laughs> 
You're good. That, that's for the best. It's easier to do if you just kind of map mm-hmm. the clay on. Yeah, it. people don't realize that, but if you don't use real clay and you just kind of uh, fudge it, um, then you can do it. I use fudge. I do fudge mation. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, it works better. Wallace and Gromit had to pivot to fudge because they ran out of the good clay. Mm-hmm. That's that, good. that just happened, right? In the world. There's like a <laughs> yes, shortage yes, of clay. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Refai decided that it was too uh it was too inventive to have a dog who could do as much as Gromit could do. So we took the yeah. clay away. Oh yes. sure. Yeah. You gotta put some constraints on that. Now it now Peter Gabriel couldn't even do a full sledgehammer video. It would have to be one of those little rock hammers because that's all the clay he has left. <laughs> It would have to be like the Shawshank Redemption. I was just going to say a la Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Josh, yeah. we're on the same page here. We're also, vibing. I'm ready. Uh, it seems like Batman has a new villain, Fudgeface. Because <laughs> Gotham's being affected by this shortage as well. So mm-hmm. it boy, Fudge oh. is really melty and you don't always know when you have it on your face. And and actually, Josh, you have some, um, you have, uh, uh, there's some clay around your mouth here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's on purpose. Oh, okay. I just want I want Wallace and Gromit not to feel safe around me if they're nearby. <laughs> I just want them to know I'll I'll um I'll take their whole shit down. <laughs> I'm ruthless and I'm ravenous. It wasn't even enough to keep the chicken run guys away. You gotta instill the fear of God in that weird British man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I this is one of the chicken run chickens that I just swallowed. <laughs> oh no. I kind of smushed it into a tube and then ate it like a um like a crawler. You ate the bones. I ate the bones. I did. Gosh. Remember those commercials? Oh. The most one of the most important cultural totems that we don't talk about anymore. Peak peak commercial. Peak advertising. Two thousand I want to say two thousand eleven, maybe two thousand twelve. I ate the bones KFC. Yeah, definitely KFC. Early twenty teens, the twenty tweens maybe. Eric, are you familiar with these commercials starring I, Andy St. Clair? I am not for I am not familiar with this. I'm still assuming that the KFC, one of KFC's herbs and spices, is the same clay that Wallace and Gromit needed. <laughs> and that's oh, why yeah. that's part of the reason why it's disappearing. They um the premise was they introduced some kind of boneless tender, right? Okay. And so they showed people having eaten the tenders and then freaking out. Thinking that they had gone into some kind of fugue state and eaten bone-in chicken, bones and all, just was- in like a, left their body dissociated <laughs> and ate a bunch of chicken bones like a dog might. It was really a commentary on KFC's clientele and how stupid they are. <laughs> well, I mean, how stupid they think they are, or the, how stupid KFC is treating them, right? This isn't because this wasn't documentary footage. Yeah. They made someone <laughs> say that. Was this was this like? The Blair Witch trial? Was this like Blair Witch where like they didn't know whether or not it was real whoa, or not? Whoa, That's whoa, right. whoa. There was a Blair Witch trial? I don't know. <laughs> Finally. I'm, I'm from I'm from the North Shore of Massachusetts. So yeah, I we learned about the the Blair Lim Witch trials, the Salem Blair Witch trials in in elementary school. Yeah, we went to a, we went on a field trip. Yeah. They let us a- all stand in the corner and stare at the wall. Yeah, you guys were at the Harvard Square AMC being like, hey, kid, was this movie real or not? And we are like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it seemed real as hell to me. Well, Josh, we're not here to put you on trial. We're not here to ask Terrific. about where, where that chicken from Chicken Run went. Um, but we are here to talk to you about something. I'm not sure... What? Uh, Eric, do you know what Josh is here to talk about? Absolutely. Josh Gondelman is here to tell us that Slam Dunks is more interesting and good than the movie Grease. Slam 
dunks. Wow, right. what a fun phrase to say, slam dunks. And that's something the Washington Generals could use more of. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh, thank you so much for coming on. I'm, I'm very intrigued. I, I ask all my guests this. Are you from anywhere near Hingham? <laughs> Most of the guests I, are confused by I'm, it. I'm not. Hingham is South Shore. Okay, or as we call it, since you're not from there, Blingham. Am I right? Am I are right, Josh? Hingham? Am I right? No, I'm from uh, Central Illinois. Farmtown. Oh, Galesburg. Blue Collar. Richard Pryor territory. Ah, Pryor country. Yeah. I'm from the same hometown as uh, figure skating Olympic medalist Nancy Kerrigan. Wow. I went to the same high school as both Stanley Tucci and Andy Milanakis. So a lot of the full full culture major. please. Gained a point and got one taken away. (laughs) No, I know. (laughs) Which is which? I won't say which, of course. The Tucci is loose. Um, <laughs> well, why don't we go ahead and um, get some warm ups going? Why don't we go ahead and stretch on over to round one, Eric? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Misha, uh, our editor, to put the the whistling of old timey basketball underneath all of my descriptions for these ra- for these rounds. Um, Josh, we're here in round one. Just tell me about it. I have ten foundational points about slam dunks that I prepared you uh, from Wikipedia. Uh, I would love. We're gonna, I'm going to set a timer for five minutes, and let's okay. hey, let's talk about your topic. Give Great. an overview about slam dunks as much as you can. You're going to get points for each of these bullets that you address, especially if you make them sound interesting and cool. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Uh, I'm going to set a timer for five minutes. I'm not sweating it. Interesting and cool are my middle names, and they're hyphenated. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah. So whenever they were my mother's last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they when did they change it at Ellis Island? <laughs> Wait, from the Connecticut interesting goals? <laughs> That's right. It was Coolowitz before Ellis Island, <laughs> Mr. Rufai. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Josh, whenever you're ready. Great. So slam dunks are probably the most exciting feature of the game of basketball. Can I pause Normally, you? I'm so sorry to stop you so early. I've never stopped someone this early. Just that first sentence, in the best possible way, sounds like a fourth grader who didn't re- prepare for a book report. Because <laughs> I didn't prepare. Slam dunks are bringing the heat. This I didn't. What do you think? I wrote down a bunch of uh, bullet points. No, I'm not a nerd. I'm here to talk about something cool. <laughs> slam dunks, cool and interesting. I, when, that was the mandate. Said, when we said when I, when I said slam dunks are more interesting and cool than Greece, I'm like ah, self evident. Like I don't even know why we have to do this episode. Absolutely, certainly. I mean. If, certainly more cool and interesting than Grease too. No offense to Shooter McGavin. Wow. <laughs> Whoa! Wow! Shots fired. Shoot, shoots McGavin. Sh- shoots McGavin. My, there's something specifically men of a certain age spectrum will only refer to that actor as Shooter McGavin, and when I do that, my wife is like, "Why do you call him that?" I call him that because purely because if I don't, I will accidentally call him Michael McDonald. <laughs> when his name is Christopher McDonald. <laughs> yes. Michael McDonald, the singer, Christopher McDonald, the McGavin. <laughs> well, I mean, both of them eat pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, Josh. Please continue with your... No. W- I know you, you didn't read Hounds of Baskerville, but uh, you're here to tell us about dunks? Yeah, that's right. I, I'm the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle of Slam Dunks, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> Formerly was... they they He... 
It was so exciting and powerful when he, when as formerly known as Luel Sender, when he would dunk a basketball, it was so powerful and interesting that they were like, you're not allowed to do that. That's against the rules. It's too cool and interesting. It is, you know, normally when you're playing basketball and you want to shoot, you're below the rim and you throw the ball up and it kind of arcs over the top and plops in. When you're slam dunking, you jump and you throw the ball down from above, which rules. It's cool to watch. It's uh, cool. I imagine it's cool to do. I've done it only on shorter, but regulation NBA hoop uh, or even high school, 10 feet high. Uh, that's higher than I can reach when even when I jump. Uh, so I've done it on shorter hoops. It still feels great. Dunking on a nine foot hoop still feels tremendous in a vacuum. It's with my favorite way to put my laundry away. Oh yeah, absolutely. You do. It's the best way to throw trash away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the best way to eat a little Dunkin' Donuts munchkin and just ah. <laughs> it's <laughs> how kind I. Of it's it. how I deep fry my turkey every Thanksgiving. <laughs> you just slam Dunkin' into the pot of uh, into the big deep fryer. Yeah, I have a hazmat suit on. <laughs> you gotta. Yeah, and it's fully frozen every time, so the fire, <laughs> so the firemen show up and. <laughs> say wow what a good dunk great job <laughs> and they're they're excited because they just love tradition right it's like <laughs> nobody loves turkey but the ritual of coming to your burning house yeah that's what the holiday is really about mm-hmm. family and putting your house fire out <laughs> <laughs> and you have a whole wing of your mansion for that yes for exploding turkeys i have a whole wing for exploding turkeys i have a whole breast for uh <laughs> when we thought uh, when we heard spatchcock we thought we had to put each part of the turkey in a different place so that they don't dry out they're in different ovens in different <laughs> ways of the, in different ways of the mansion. oh eric that reminds me of my <clears throat> my famous detective spatchcock uh, when more thing <laughs> smash god um so slam dunks yeah they're fun they're fun to watch i imagine they're fun to do they're fun to do even on a short hoop uh you can uh, my favorite slam dunk is so you can do it forwards you can do a one hand two hand you can do it backwards you can windmill right you swing your arm around you can do a reverse you, you can do a 360 jump in the air my favorite slam dunk is the alley-oop which is when one player throws mm. the ball up in the air and then another player jumps up catches it and slam dunks it without uh without touching the ground before they touch the ground that to me that's athleticism it's finesse it's teamwork it's demoralizing to your enemies there's just so much there it's such a rich text every alley-oop and i think there's some there's real beauty there that is I would say arguably more interesting than a car flying for no reason uh, when there was no previous indication that that car could fly. Is it love that makes the car fly? Who knows? But I know it makes uh, Aaron Gordon fly through the air, and that's Slam Duncan. Well, uh, Josh, not to get too defensive too fast, but the car flies at the end because Sandy and Danny actually drowned at the beach, so they were dead the whole time. Wait, I didn't know if you die, your car goes to heaven. You've never watched the... Disney classic, all cars go to heaven. I thought that was made up. <laughs> wow, that might be a Christian thing. I didn't. I don't. I don't really know how that works. <laughs> Jews just believe that you bury the car and man's memory be a blessing. <laughs> right. uh, you you got to put the car in the ground as fast as possible. It's respect. Mm-hmm. That's right. You said Shiva. You don't look in any rearview mirrors for the next month, right? While you're in mourning, you I just have so much over. food in my Rav Four. I have no idea where I'm going to put it. <laughs> Just like, but when else? When else are you gonna eat whitefish salad? <laughs> Josh, with your final seconds, I have to ask: Who's your favorite dunker of all time? Oh my goodness! Oh, that's a great question. I, you know, I'm. I love watching Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics, who I think is one of the best in-game dunkers in the league. Malik Monk, 
whose name rhymes with Dunk, as has been pointed out, I think on the No Dunks podcast, is a, he's a real terrific dunker. All time, I think Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine in their slam dunk contest battles were really mm. fun to watch. And then obviously there's legends like Elgin Baylor, Michael Jordan, um, who dunked from, from memorably from the free throw line. Dr. J. You know what? I'm going to go Dr. J. Julius Irving, who did the, pioneered the two balls in at once, dunking a one ball in each hand, uh, because when he was a student at University of Massachusetts Amherst, to bring it back to Massachusetts, um, my dad once stepped on his foot. The day my dad was also a student there. He didn't like show up to vandalize his feet. Um, <laughs> you got to clarify for Boston, honestly. Yeah, no, I'm no, glad were, you did. They're in class. Uh, my dad was a, yeah, my dad wasn't committing a hate crime. He's a nice man. And <laughs> he stepped on his foot in a math class, and that night he had 20 rebounds. So that that's I'll do that's uh, my dad's best celebrity story, I think. And so I will shout out Dr. J. Julius Irvin. That's very good. And time. That is fanta- fantastic. Uh, I'm all riled up. I'm all pumped up. Josh, I have to say, um, you mentioned a lot of great dunkers. You know, uh, speaking of great dunkers, I think Daryl Dawkins. Uh, oh, sure. AKA Chocolate Thunder. And I think. Great nickname. If we're thinking of great nicknames, I think you gave yourself a nickname. Uh, if you are ever a you know a dunking champion, I think it's uh, Whitefish Salad. <laughs> <laughs> so from Chocolate Thunder to Whitefish Salad um, and everything in between, uh, outstanding job. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say 100 points for that round one. And for Thank you. and for bonus points. Speaking of nicknames, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but there was someone who had the best nickname ever, which was Doctor Dunkenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Which if there's a dunk. Dr. Duncan sign that uh, makes me think that there's also a Duncula, a creature from the Dunk Lagoon, uh, mm-hmm. a Dunky mummy. Um, <laughs> what other creatures, uh, maybe one other creature, Josh, that might exist in this Dunkiverse? Sure. Well, I mean, you didn't even bring up Duncan Stein's monster. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. That's what I would bring up for sure right away. Duncan Stein's monster. Yeah. And then, um, Less of a less of a creature, more of just a, a weird guy. Uh, Duncan Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Ten extra points for each of those answers, so 120 points total for sure. Uh, also, going back, going to the points here, Josh, you hit uh, four out of the ten points that I had okay. here. I need to say, and I say this every time, the people on Wikipedia are different than us normal people yeah. <laughs> man the wikipedia page for slam dogs is absolutely wild these do linger a lot of time on the vernacular and of how slam dunk integrated itself into in, into english shakespeare coined it <laughs> yeah it was shakespeare <laughs> uh but at the same time there's like an entire section on women in and women's basketball and dunking which i thought was very progressive for wikipedia which i thought was wild i'm wearing currently I'm wearing a, a hoodie from the the Departed podcast, Spinsters, yes. and my friend Natalie Weiner did a great reported episode about women dunking and that it happens and talking about the infrequency of it and like how kind of below the rim play impacts the the style of the WNBA game and women's like high level athletics. It, it was really really great. I recommend it if people want to listen. That show's incredibly good, and you recommended it, so I'm going to give you a point for that as well. Thank I you. find it really interesting. Also, it's since 2018, and like Liz Cambage and Brittany Grinder have kind of changed this. But as of 2018 on Wikipedia, there have only been 21 dunks scored by only seven different WNBA players, and like 33 percent of them happened in All Star games. So even even wow. less in actual games. Again, Ooh. I think it's changed since then. As there 
been more aggressive above the rim players since then, but still super, super interesting. And like most of those people are Lisa Leslie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, so I, I'm going to give you five points then. Good job, Josh. And Wikipedia, uneven. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and actually, for 10 more bonus points, uh, we mentioned Hounds of Baskerville. You mentioned Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar actually wrote uh, oh, yeah. a few Sherlock books. Can you guess the title of any of the books Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote Ooh. about Sherlock? He wrote about Mycroft Holmes, right? The Hounds of Basketball. <laughs> 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 We're solving basketball. <laughs> um, you're you're very close. I think one of them was called Sherlock Holmes, and one of them was called Mycraft and Sherlock. So we're going to go ahead and give you uh, eight points because you okay, you basically you. got it. So an additional eight points. You about, I'm sorry, you wrote about Minecraft Holmes. <laughs> Minecraft Holmes, of course. Um, and actually, for Hounds of Basketball, an extra hundred points. So what does that bring Josh's total up to? It? Absolutely, with a hundred twenty five plus one hundred eight is 233 points. Josh, you are on your way. Thank you. you, you someone might say you're heating up. I didn't say it, but someone <laughs> might say that. <laughs> you can't say it about yourself, right? Like, if you hit two baskets in a row, you can't just be like, <laughs> I'm heating up. <laughs> Josh, I say that when I said two emails. I say it loud, <laughs> I'm heating up. I don't know if anyone heard. <laughs> that would be amazing if you could do that when you're doing, like, regular tasks and you send the third email and you're like, he's on fire. And then you're just so much faster and more effective at sending emails for the next, like, half an hour. Or until someone sends you an email, I guess. <laughs> yeah, once you get a response, then you stop. Yeah. Right? You're not on fire anymore. Josh, you're describing Adderall. Uh, listen, lunch is <laughs> almost ready. I did, of course, bake some boom shakshukalaka. <laughs> but before we tuck into that, before we tuck into that, why don't we dribble over to round two? All right. Round two. Do, 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 do. Round two is the perfect thing. What is the perfect encapsulation of a slam dunk? If someone said, hey, why do you love slam dunk so much? What would you describe? What would you tell them? I think I kind of got into it earlier. Mm. It's like a, a feat of athleticism that is so triumphant and demoralizing to one's foes. Uh, it's common enough that you get to see it a lot, right? It's not like Haley's Comet where you have to wait 70 years to see someone dunk. It's going to happen every night in the NBA and then ra rarely in the WNBA, but always a thrill. It's something that is both common and wonderful, like lasagna or... Um, <laughs> <laughs> or like hearing Hey Ya on the radio still. You're like, mm -hmm. this is still pretty sick. Mm. I'm glad that it happened. So, so then I would love to talk to you about the NBA Slam Dunk Contest, where they yeah. did recognize, even before Dr. Julius, or even before the ABA and the NBA came together, yeah. the NBA that was still deeply uncool at the time, was they did a one slam dunk contest before that happened. So And now it's become like a huge thing as part of the NBA All-Star yeah. Game. You're saying it's like lasagna. Do you feel like the NBA All-Star Game is like when you go to like a new fancy Italian restaurant that's like... A tie that's like upscale Italian, and you're like, well, I am now spending forty dollars on lasagna, and all you did was like, you know, put some green foam mm -hmm. on top of it. Like, do you sure. think it's is it about being in the game, and then all of a sudden d someone does this, or like, is the pageantry of dunks still something you like and care about? When I it's in still this like it and care about it. I do. Th I would say All Star Weekend is kind of like the Olive Garden, where like on average. <laughs> 
um, the lasagna is more abundant than sure. in other places mm. in the world, but it is not necessarily the the best lasagna. God, it's it. not bad. It's still lasagna, yeah. But it's it's kind of it is slightly diminished. But I do like the pageantry of it. Recently, Orlando Magic guard Cole Anthony. It took him a lot of times, but he uh, dunked in Timberland boots. <laughs> <laughs> It really took him a while to get high enough off the ground to make it impressive. But gosh, I loved the effort. Um, but I think it was Cole Anthony because Obi Toppin was on the Knicks at the time, but I don't think it was him. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. I think the problem with the dunk contest present day is that the the highest profile players don't do it. Mm. Um I, and not because I think they disrespect the dunk. I think it's like out of reverence to dunking and a fear of not measuring up to dunks past. So I do think there is an intimidating aspect to All-Star Weekend. I, but again, abundant, less valuable dunks. I, well, this is a podcast. This is, we are podcasting, so it's not a visual medium. So I need to say that LeBron James did walk into into frame and give you $10,000 for, for, for making up a good excuse of why he's not in the dunk contest every year. Yep. He, he does that actually every year. He sends me $10,000 for that. <laughs> for an unrelated reason, not, not, not for carrying his water. I don't going. question it. It sometimes comes close to my birthday. I assume it's a birthday present. <laughs> We're roughly the same age. We're about a month apart. I just read a headline uh, from a few years ago. It was like going around on the internet that Mariah Carey used to give her boyfriend $25,000 a month for him to buy gifts for her. Honestly, like compared to the wild shit that you hear about like Barbara Streisand who like wanted mm-hmm. to sell and the stuff that Minister Rafai does for that matter of like yeah. – I have a mall in my basement, just like Barbara Streisand. And you've cloned Barbara Streisand's dogs as well, right? Yes, I have. She was uh, kind enough to give me some saliva, so I made some of her dogs. Um, I gave them uh, some of her features, just so they're a little bit different. <laughs> beautiful voices. That's yes, beautiful. Beautiful, voices. beautiful, beautiful voices. <laughs> and I'm Eric Mark Four, <laughs> the little first Larry died in various accidents. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's been working there. Um, so honestly, but like facilitating that doesn't seem as crazy as the other things that incredibly rich celebrities do oh yeah i i love that i like i always think about how weird it must be to be that famous Mm. and rich but like i always am like has barbara streisand like does she know what a podcast is Mm. well she knows what an audiobook is because i have been listening to 10 hours of her audiobook she does at some point say she gets it into an elevator at like the doctor's office and a woman in the elevator looks at her aghast and she's like what is something on my face is there a bug and then she's like oh wait I'm Barbara Streisand (laughs) in a in a, a swing and a miss at fake humility that's so funny. My my wife just listened to all 48 hours of the book. It is so long. Um, but I, I'm having Eric and some of my other butlers help out with listening, so I don't have to listen to it all. But overall, worth it, I think. Eric 7 is really enjoying it. But Eric 9, <laughs> oh, not good. as much. Not as much. Didn't okay. Likes the new Star is Born, not the older ones. <laughs> And speaking of, you pissed your pants. Um, just a fun little twist there. <laughs> Only at the VMAs. <laughs> Which is their new slogan. <laughs> Only at the VMAs. And it's just, it's like a kind of a Rolling Stones Sticky Fingers style cover. But instead of seeing like a bulge, you just see that the model has pissed his pants. Can we do, can we do something about MTV? It's just ridiculousness and peeing your pants. I would really enjoy it if we could get some original programming. 
Yeah, I miss when they used to show music. Now it's just footage of artists being too drunk at award show and playing their hands. <laughs> and, and Rob Dreideck commenting on it. <laughs> now I'm just picturing like a ridiculousness episode where Rob Dreideck is commenting on Bradley Cooper peeing his pants at the Grammys and then dying by suicide in his garage. I mean, it, that's more re- realistic than whatever Lady Gaga was doing in the SNL segment of the new A Star Is Born. Like I can't, I would like that more. It would make more sense. I'll tell you, here's my hot take about A Star Is Born. If we're if, if about the SNL segment, Please. I think that song is like about as good as all the other songs. That's fair. I don't know anything about Dua Lipa, but if you played that song, I'd be like, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that could be Dua Lipa. <laughs> Yeah, it would be good. It would totally work. Um, inc- incredible. Yeah, I'm glad that we managed to touch on a lot of... The perfect thing is segueing from Slam Dunks into Barbra Streisand, and I really It's a natural that. progression. Naturally. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mr. Rafai, how do you think that was out of 10? Uh, I'll give it the same score I gave Yentl, which is 25 out of 10. <laughs> um, also, for a few bonus points, um, Josh, speaking of points, do you think the Slam Dunk, when in-game... Should be worth more than two points. Mm. Yeah. Yes. How many points so, should it be worth? It sh- okay, so this is a real, we're developing this take in real time, but I actually think I believe it. A, a slam dunk because of the way the analytics revolution in sports, which was a bunch of uh, guys realizing like eight years ago, like, hey, those shots that are worth three points, that's way more than the ones that are worth two points. So Uh everyone's taking all these three-point shots, which is fine, but it's not as exciting as a slam dunk. So a slam dunk, to put it at an analytic advantage to, like, tilt the tables back towards dunks should be worth three points. Mm. I fully agree. I even had the thought that maybe it should be worth two points plus an additional point for every hand that the dunk goes over. Oh, Ooh. that's fun. So so de- uh, defenders can decide whether or not to contest it because they might add points. Add, I love that. This is a great idea. Uh, I also, the thing about a dunk contest that devalues it, right, is you're not dunking on anyone's head. Like, mm-hmm. instead of jumping over a guy, which is very exciting to watch, right, a, a, someone in a slam dunk contest jumping over an, an ally who's there to be to be an aide to this dunk. They, they should show they should let just someone from the crowd try to play defense <laughs> <laughs> and just dunk all over that person, child, adult, yeah. whatever. Just humiliate a uh, uh, audience proxy. That's I very much enjoy that. It would Josh. be hilarious. Yes. It would like turn a kid's best day of their life into the worst day of their life <laughs> on a dime. It's like uh, playing paintball with a Marine. and that you're going to get hurt um 100 points for that answer a few other bonus questions that i'm thinking of in the moment because i'm so excited um whatever happened to bryant reeves (laughs) big country (laughs) big country he broke a backboard once i think in college oh did he i think so i love it when you were talking about daryl dawkins he was known for backboard breaking too Mm -hmm. yes that was in that was in my research was that uh bright the big country might have broken it in in college in the nba daryl dawkins shattered nba backboards in 1979 but most notably Shaq did it a bunch of times but he also notably broke the hydraulic supports of one of the dunks which the nba actually needed to like change the entire setup of basketball of basketball uh uh, of the basketball hoops and change it in every single um, in every single. This stadium. man dunked so hard. How hard did he? Dunk? <laughs> he dunked so hard he hit himself in the back of the head with the shot clock. <laughs> <laughs> I like love that because it's like the rims are designed 
for people, especially NBA and college rims, right, are designed to like be dunked on. Mm-hmm. And even then, like physicists couldn't have anticipated Shaq. <laughs> I think that's so beautiful that scientists were just like, surely there will never be a Shaq. <laughs> And they then didn't there know, was. They had it the term, Shaq. but they didn't know what it was. They're like, yeah, we know yeah, the yeah. term is a Shaq. That's it's the a hypothetical. Shaq event. I, I feel like Blue Chips was like the astronomer with his eye up to up to the uh, <laughs> up to the telescope, being like, something's coming. I can't tell yeah. what it is. And it's just Shaq. I think it's so cool. Like, imagine. I don't know. I think so much about greatness and being like truly having a legacy at that level but like while you're alive being like oh the the thing that i do for my job they have to change how everyone does it because of the way i do it and that's like and not because of like rampant sexual harassment just because of being like an amazing dunker (laughs) right for like the lou alcinder rule was like because of racism but shaq did it from literally changing gravity just being too physically powerful (laughs) right they it was like oh he the equipment that is good enough for everyone else's dunks <laughs> can't handle Shaq. So, oh, Josh, so here's cool. what I'll say. Um, when I asked you for a bonus question, whatever happened to Bryant Reeves, you intuited this correctly. It was a trick question. The answer is talk about Shaq. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. Make a lateral move to someone who made a difference in the NBA. Yeah, the real Wait, big what did country, happen to the, Bryant Reeves, though? The real big country and the real tractor trailer, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Watching him at some point was like watching Andre the Giant uh, in his later years, where it was like, people are just jumping up into his arms. Like, <laughs> Mr. Afai, right. I will warn you, if you give any more obscure NBA trivia, we will be acquired by the ringer, so we should move on. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, here, one more bonus question, just because I'm having fun with this. Uh, we made reference to NBA Jam. Josh, when you play NBA Jam, which I have yeah. to assume is weekly, monthly. Yeah. Who's at your least. Du- who's your duo? Well, I mean, the classic, the NBA Jam duo to me is Detlef Schrempf and Sean Kemp of the that's, Seattle Super. That is my answer. That's the number one answer. <laughs> Josh, that's the number one answer. 10,000 extra points to Josh. Thank you. That is the correct answer. Even though Malone and Stockton are arguably the best pair. Yeah. Uh, if we're but, to look at, you know, the grand scheme of NBA history, Kemp and Schrempf, just fun to say. Schrempf cocktail. Come on. <laughs> Kemp, unbelievable dunker. Come on. Unbelievable. And it really, like, the original NBA Jam, you really needed one guy who could dunk the hell out of the ball and one guy who could shoot three-pointers. And that was, like, that's what they had. That's what that's what that mm-hmm. team was at, to its most pure extent. And so I, I to this day, you know, I, I have no allegiance to the Seattle Supersonics, rest in peace. Um, but I do love that about them. Their, their NBA Jam team was so platonic. It's the platonic ideal of an nba jam team wow beautifully said another one one extra point for that all right one more extra point for sure uh eric where does that leave josh let's check the scoreboard uh josh is pointing at the scoreboard (laughs) check the scoreboard there scoreboard scoreboard Uh, scoreboard god we had my high school basketball team the team was fine but the um, we were probably the least sportsmanlike fans (laughs) in, in our league just like truly always getting scolded. And the team wasn't even that good. We were just like spiteful townie monsters. <laughs> I remember one guy who had kind of a um almost a static X upwards hairstyle, mm. and the whole uh gym was chanting haircut at him during the game for the other team. 
That's not even original. It's just rude. It's just, yeah, it's just rude. rude. That's what I'm saying. It's not about it. Like got personal immediately. For sure. You start chanting moisturize. Start chanting. Uh... At the end of round two, Josh, you have ten thousand three hundred fifty-nine points. Pretty good. Incredible. Pretty good. Thank you. Uh, well, I think we're in our. What is we just? Uh, well, that was round two, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. So that means we have to go to halftime. Uh, oh, is Red Panda going to be here? I was just about to say that, goddamn. <laughs> okay. And of course, all three of us know who or what Red Panda is. Uh, She's a lady on a unicycle who stacks bowls on top of her head while on top of the unicycle. Well, wait a minute. I've seen this lady. She's incredible. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how she does it. I don't either. Well, I saw a video recently of her where they were kind of falling off kilter and she kind of very quickly went Zoop, and used her hands. <laughs> But hey, it's still pretty amazing what she still does. Still very impressive. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem like the physics should work that way. She knows something nope. we don't. She's um, great. It's the only thing that after you've seen all that dunking, you're still physically impressed by. Yes, absolutely. That or like a dog catching a frisbee in a fun way. Or yeah. uh, I believe once at a Dallas Mavericks halftime show, Tony Jaw. Really? Didn't Tony Jaw do a? He did like a bunch of martial arts. Oh, I'm going to look that up. That sounds incredible. I'm jealous. I'm I'm pretty sure Tony Ja did some martial arts. I went to a bunch of Liberty games this season. I don't know if it's been like this. I guess it hasn't been that long because they've only been in Brooklyn for a couple of years. Mm. But they really dipped into like New York City hip hop lore. So I saw at one game, Remy Ma. That was great. Whoa, that's cool. At another game, uh, Lil Cease. From Junior Mafia? Yes. And then at another game, uh, Jim Jones and uh, Joel Santana from Dipset. That's why. That's wild. I can't imagine. I can't imagine anyone wearing like the Biggie Smalls style Brooklyn Mm -hmm. Nets jerseys and then just going around saying Dipset. It feels like too much. It feels like too much. They they had the Liberty jerseys on. Oh, okay. No, that's good. That's much better. That's much better. Hey, it's Eric. This is me as a real person in the future after this podcast has already been recorded. So I want you to hear the rest because it's incredible and Josh is so funny. So I'm going to try to get through this, okay? Okay. If you like hearing your name read out loud and you like ad-free episodes, please join the Patreon, patreon.com slash TMAIpod. Your support uh, is important because we're not funded by a multi-billionaire or a multi-billion corporation. We're funded by us just making the show. Uh, so your support means a whole lot to us. Um, you're wonderful. You're great. I love you. I love you a lot. Um, I want to meet your mom <laughs> and you, I want to do that. Uh, if you join the Patreon, patreon.com slash TMAI pod, uh, you might like some of the other podcasts that are part of the multitude podcast collective, like pale blue pod. You might remember Dr. Moya McTeer and comedian Corinne Caputo who have been on this show and you might like them together as an astronomy podcast for people who are overwhelmed by the universe, but want to be its friend. Uh, we talked about the show a lot at PAX Unplugged and people are super stoked about it. I'm like, good. Listen, to it. It's very, very, very good. Uh, Moya and Corinne demystify space one topic at a time with open eyes, open arms, and open mouths because they're laughing so much. Get it? At the end of every episode, the cosmos will feel a little less scary and a lot more, oh, pretty cool. New episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. I want to know where the best place to look at this 
uh, the thing where the moon goes, the sun goes from where it's dark with the moon. I can't remember. Solar eclipse is the word I'm looking for. But I think it's a lunar eclipse. Jesus Christ. Okay. We are sponsored today by Shaker and Spoon, a subscription cocktail service that helps you make handcrafted cocktails right at home. Every box comes with enough ingredients for you to make three different cocktail recipes developed by world-class mixologists. All you need is one bottle of that month's drink, and you have everything you need to make 12 drinks at home. So if you buy like one bottle of whiskey or Applejack or Mezcal, you can make three different drinks, totaling 12 drinks, and you'll look so fancy and cool. And at just $40 to $50 a month, plus the cost of that alcohol that you are buying, this is a super cost-effective way to enjoy craft cocktails, or you skip cancel boxes at any time. It's a subscription service, but really it is up to you when you subscribe. So invite some friends over, class up your nightcaps, or be the best gosh darned house guest of all time with Shaker and Spoon. Get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com slash T-M-A-I. That's shakerandspoon.com slash T-M-A-I. All right. Back to the show. Well, halftime is over. Why don't we go ahead and start um, the third quarter? All right. We're making some adjustments. We're switching some defensive assignments. It's round three. This is the question and answer portion. We have some follow-up questions for you, Josh, and they will be the gotcha questions that all those NBA basket bloggers have been trying to get you yep. with. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> Please answer as many as possible. Mr. Rafai. Josh, you ready? I am. Uh, throws you the ball, motions for you to throw it back. Okay. Mm-hmm. What age were you the last time you thought you could dunk? I think probably when I was like 14 or 15, I was like, <laughs> if things keep going on this trajectory, like if I keep growing far, like I, I stopped. <laughs> I like, but if it starts no. up again, this could happen. Well, also I had hope because I had a, uh, our coach my freshman year, and I was not even on the team. I was the manager of the team. Uh, our coach freshman year said he, he was about 5'7", and he said that it, he, at his athletic peak when he was a high school, uh, college basketball player, college soccer player, dunked a ball once, and he got it on video, but has sin- had since lost the VHS cassette, which at the time I found very hopeful. And now, uh, with the 20... 20- Two years of hindsight, I think he was full of shit. Yeah, that seems like a classic dog ate my dog ate my dunk tape situation. <laughs> yep. If I may. So I think 14 or 15. 14 or 15. Thank you so much. Um, okay, I clanked my shot, uh, checked the ball to you, put on some goggles and sweatbands, play crouch down way too low, play aggressively hard hands, palms up defense on you. Yep. Yep. I'm wearing that one shooting sleeve that guys did for like three years. <laughs> I wish that guys still wore their shooting sleeves while taking questions from reporters. I think it would make everything go a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. Question number two, Vince Carter dunked while leaping over seven foot two French center Frédéric Weiss in the 2000 Summer Olympics. The French media yeah. dubbed it Le Dunk de Le Mans, the dunk of death. Although the statute of limitations has lapsed, should Vince Carter have been tried for international war crimes? I mean, yeah. I <laughs> I think what, what would have happened was he would have been extradited to the United States from <laughs> France. Wait, where were the Olympics? They weren't in France, right? It was just Frederick. I want to say it's in Sydney. Yeah, they would extradite him from Sydney. So there would be charges, but the U.S. would fail to – they would refuse to, to – 
produce Vince Carter for these war crimes out of protection for our citizenry. And he would have to, he wouldn't be able to go back to France on like, like kind of a, uh, reverse Roman Polanski, but with obviously <laughs> differences in the scale of the crime. Oh yeah. Zach Levine did that in the slam dunk contest, right? The reverse Polanski. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Which, where he uh, where he never committed any sex crimes. Right, and everyone stood and clapped for a regular reason at the Oscars. Yeah, nobody was weirded out by, like, why Meryl Streep was standing and clapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> nobody was like, this is gross, maybe you just sit and you don't want to end up a gif from this. No, it was all totally fine, and Zach Levine was like, nice, thanks for liking me. <laughs> and a, a few quick call, uh, follow-up questions here. Uh, we're talking about Vince Carter, which to me, he might be the number one of all time. What's going on with Vince Carter and uh, another one of my favorite dunkers, Tracy McGrady? What's going on with their genes? They're both their cousins. Mm -hmm. They're two of the best dunkers, in my opinion, of all time. What's yeah. going on with that family? You know, I think it's a combination of hard work. Yeah. Good, good genetic luck. Yeah. And, and um, when you know when you're friends with a cousin and it makes you, that's like a special friendship. When you have a cousin that's also your friend. So I think that factors into it. Which one? That's me and the, the Waltons. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> the, sorry, the I'm first cousins. Waltons? Yes, I'm first cousins with all the Waltons. Uh, <laughs> all I don't go around bragging about it because I'm a self-made uh, But you're the cool cousin. The Waltons are like the boring ones. Like, oh, I can't believe we go to the Waltons' house for secret Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's secret Christmas? It's secret rich person Christmas. Oh, wait, do rich people have an extra Christmas? We have an extra Christmas. We do I'm, we do a green elephant exchange, which is where you wrap up a Monet or a Manet. Uh, you unwrap it, you feel the paint blindfold, and you have to tell whether it's a Monet or Manet. And you either get to keep it, if you guess correctly, or toss it in the fire if you guess wrong. Mm. Wow, that's I'd only heard of a, a blue elephant, rumors of a blue elephant, which is when you hunt and kill a rare blue elephant. <laughs> oh, we've had that. Yeah. We don't post I, pictures anymore because of the backlash, though. Yeah. Well, obviously, you can't. The, the Trump's got in too much trouble for that. <laughs> yes, but then you, you roast the elephant. Oh, and, so uh, good. For Christmas dinner, yeah. Oh, tusks. Just drinking hot cocoa out of a tusk? Heaven. <laughs> it sounds incredible. Incredible. Oh, one other uh, quick um, bonus question off of this Vince Carter over the Frenchman dunk. Do you think that after this Vince Carter over the seven foot two French center um, uh, incident, do you think that France then set to work building Victor Webinyama? Oh, that <laughs> actually makes a lot of sense. He's what? like a French government cult, like last starfighter type. <laughs> he was found and and. And cultivated as an asset to destroy American basketball, and yeah, I think it could not be otherwise. A French couple, a French couple opens the door, and fr and French Nick Fury is there. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Fury, of course. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I assume just because the years work, uh, you know, I think they spent a few years developing the technology, and then I think they built Victor Webinyama. That or. He's actually three Tony Parkers in a overcoat. Aww. God, think about think about all the infidelity that a man made of three Tony Parkers could engage in. <laughs> he would he would piss off three times as many of his teammates with his shenanigans. <laughs> uh, final question of round three. Yeah, an NBA player has asked you, Josh Gondelman, to be a part of their dunk for the NBA dunk contest. Yeah. What task would you do to facilitate the best dunk possible? Well, I've turned down quite a few. 
<laughs> I found them kind of like off brand for me, frankly. Mm-hmm. And your and your uh, driver's license lapsed, so you can drive a Kia on the court for Blake Griffin to jump over. <laughs> That's right. That was I was gonna do that, and I was like, oh, my license expired, and they wouldn't expedite one. <laughs> um, just like we wouldn't extradite Vince Carter, right? Right. right. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh gosh, this would be truly a dream. I think. You know what I would want to do is I, okay, nobody's ever done this before. I would sit on top of the backboard. Okay. And I would look like I was about to throw the ball underhand. But at the moment, and I don't look dexterous. Okay. That's something about me that that listeners might not know. So (laughs) So when you say you're sitting on the backboard, this isn't like the the, uh, Charlotte Hornet mascot sitting on the back of the backboard, right? Wait, where does he sit? He he sits on top of the backboard, I think, almost in like a splits position, right? Maybe Ooh, not full No, splits. not in the split. Okay. I would sit atop the backboard. I didn't Master P sit on the rim and then make him say, oh, video. Maybe I'm imagining that. I'm retconning that. Um, but I'd be on top of the backboard, and I would look like I was about to kind of lob the ball up like an alley-oop from above. Sure. But I, I'm teetering. The They're worried. The, the fans are worried. I fall backwards. Okay. Mm. People are terrified. The ball, but as I fall, this is planned. I spike the ball forward. It bounces in the air. Uh, let's say uh, Boston Celtics number seven wing Jalen Brown Smart. jumps up and dunks it. I fall uh, into a big tub of confetti that people didn't notice because they were so worried for my life. <laughs> confetti <laughs> Up from the impact. Uh-huh. I think this is going to be huge. I like that you did this with Jalen Brown because you'd be like, Jalen, don't worry. It doesn't matter how well you dunk. They're going to be looking at me. I'm going to take the heat off yeah, of yeah. you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be all replay based, the scores. <laughs> and then Shaq will be like, I don't look at replays. <laughs> and he would give it to me. He's like, I'm old school. I don't look at replays. <laughs> You're like, what? Now, I'm not a doctor, but I, I feel like. A 13-foot fall into a tub of confetti, still going to – you're well, not going to be the same It's not just confetti. Afterwards. It's like cushioned at the bottom, too. Okay. It's okay. not like confetti, confetti, confetti floor. <laughs> thank, oh, thank God. <laughs> Which is um, – yeah, that's uh, that's um, how the children of the Party City moguls play Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> confetti, confetti, confetti floor. I know them well, actually. <laughs> Secret cousins? Uh, Secret cousins of mine, yes, absolutely. Said, uh, um, sorry, he means second cousins. He mis- misspoke. Second cousins. <laughs> Second secret cousins. Second secret cousins, yeah. Um, Josh, phenomenal answer. Mine, very just very briefly. Yes, um, I'm underneath the basket. I'm facing the crowd. I'm facing away from half court. I'm facing the crowd. There's a troop of 18 to 20 people. They're performing a play known as Our American Cousin. Oh, I look, I look over, the I look play over that- at my <laughs> wife. I look over at my wife. She seems wild. I take off my hat and wipe my brow. I put my hat back on. Suddenly, without warning, bursting through my secret service, Somebody runs, jumps over top of me, and dunks the ball. I fall to the ground, dead. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> dunks at Bertaranis. <laughs> That's million, what John Wilkes Booth would say when he dunked. A million points for dunk Semper Tyrannis. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that on a on a sweatshirt, honestly. <laughs> now, do we think Abraham Lincoln or Abraham Duncan? Because if you say Abraham Duncan, people might be like, huh? 
What's going on? I think on? Abraham Lincoln. Okay, good. We're on the same yeah, page. Yeah, I like it. Keep it keep it simple. Honestly, it that that was worth a million points. We give out a lot of points here on the show. Yeah. I think that, that was definitely worth a million <laughs> points. Dunk Tyrannus. And, oh, I forgot to mention, and this is, uh, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say this is Dominique Wilkins. I forgot to mention, after uh, Neek, the human highlight reel, after he yes. dunks, okay. knocking me to the ground, he lets go of the rim, he lands, he breaks his leg. He still oh. he still gets out of the arena on a horse on horse. Three years later, my son is on a train. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be difficult to score. <laughs> long term, long term. This long-term is score. this is not only okay. So now, first of all, embarrassed I didn't mention Neek or Vince Carter up top with favorite dunkers. Um, however. I think this is we've gone from niche basketball references to Abraham Lincoln assassination deep cuts. The problem is Nate Robinson's still gonna give you an eight. Like he doesn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just doesn't understand. Or he gets it. He just thinks it's too cute. He's like, where's the athleticism? And then Dwayne Wade is just gonna give whatever Miami Heat twelfth man is in the competition a ten. Yeah. What did, what did right. Spud Webb get when he dunked? Because to me, that was maybe the most impressive dunk. Not my favorite, but the most impressive dunk, because he was in the dunk contest, right? Yeah. Spud yeah. Webb? He, won, yeah. he won most of them. But this was also when it was like not, when it was still a little like sacred, I guess. And like yeah. he was the only guy who was like only good at dunks. Like I feel like mm-hmm. Dominique Wilkins was still the best player on the on the Hawks at the point. Sure. Yeah, yeah. he was really good. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Uh, phenomenal job, Josh. Thank you again. Uh, Dunk Semper Trinus will be uh, on <laughs> it's, my tombstone. It's, um, Hampshire College's kind of anarchic version of Phi Slamma Jamma. <laughs> <laughs> Drexler, a great dunker, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Phi Slamma Jamma. Dunk Semper. I'm writing down Dunk Semper Tyrannus, so I remember it for later. He set the record for height, right? He dumped, dunked on, like, an 11-foot, 1-inch hoop one time, oh, I think. I think so. Drexler did? Like yeah, I think that's my memory. Incredible. Wow. I know that's my memory. I think it's true. <laughs> I think it's not something I just made up. <laughs> Incredible. Josh, at the end of three rounds, you have a million ten thousand three hundred and fifty-nine points. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, I feel great about it. Uh this is embarrassing. Sorry, I'm um looks like my uncle is here. Uh let me let me just uh Hey baby, unbelievable! <laughs> Josh Gottleman, Gottletastic, baby! <laughs> oh my gosh. Your uncle is Dick Vitale. <laughs> Dunk Temper Tyrannus. <laughs> what did you say? That's your my uncle... uncle Josh, Josh Walton. <laughs> what are you... what the fuck, Josh? I don't wait, I don't know why that's offensive that I got his name <laughs> wrong. We've never met before. <sighs> yeah, you you know what? You're right. I'm being <laughs> I'm being overly sensitive. I think he just gets Dick Vitale a lot. If got people, it. If and I took kind he... of a big swing. Just asking. You don't just meet someone for the first time and ask. You just guess a name. <laughs> hey, this is my uh, girlfriend, Dick Vitale. What are you doing, man? <laughs> ask ask it her. It is always my yeah. guess. <laughs> because if I ever meet someone named Dick Vitale, they're going to be so impressed. Yeah. It's just, and it's it's like playing Wordle. It's a good starting place. There's a lot of letters used. <laughs> it's a funny name, right? right. It's just right. a good starting spot. I, right. And it's good to be consistent. I know it doesn't have yes. a statistical advantage, but it just gets you in a groove. Absolutely. Um, speaking of being in a groove, Josh, you're absolutely crushing it. Uh, Eric, one more time with that um, that score. 1,010,359. Here's the problem. 
I took the I like hammered the under on one million nine thousand on FanDuel, and I am deep in the hole. <laughs> uh, again, we did get acquired by the rigor by talking so much about this. So, so I think it is a conflict of interest for us to ha- have you on for for uh, for FanDuel, which is tough. Which is tough for us. I'm not. I mean, I'm not sponsored by FanDuel. They just ha- they have my money. Oh, okay. I sponsor no, them. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Well, Josh, here in uh, the fourth quarter, what's going to happen is I've instructed my manservant, Eric, to prepare a few wacky minigames here to test your intellectual and creative metal. Eric, what do we have today? Well, we have a wonderful minigame called Game Breaker. This is for both of you. Hell yeah. Cool. Uh, so what I have here is that I looked up a lot, uh, a few of the slam dunk names from NBA Street Volume 2, the video game from <laughs> 2003, the streetball classic that you could have played on the PlayStation 2, the GameCube, or for the first time for the Xbox. Uh, Josh and Mr. Rafai, uh, I want you to describe how these dunk work. I am only going to give you the names. Please tell me how they work. Now, they can be either in a game or it can be a setup for the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. It is up to you. And okay. you will get each of you will get various points for how vivid your descriptions are. And Josh, you will get the point. You will get um, I don't know. We'll make up the points. You'll get points accordingly. You'll get points accordingly to your, okay. full, to your full thing. Sure. And Mr. Rafai, I'll put them on your points pile that I have in your room. Oh, perfect. Yeah. All right. Is there, are you two ready? Yes. Yes. All right. First one, Josh, you can start with this. Two scoops with sprinkles. What kind of dunk is this? Oh, that is a dunk where you replace the basketball with a similarly sized ball of mint chocolate chip ice cream (laughs) and you dunk it and then you dunk on a guy and then you shave a patch of his head and you sprinkle it onto the ice cream ball. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Uh, Mr. Rafai, do you like that one or do you have a different do you have a different idea? Uh, I I absolutely adore this one. Okay, great. Mr. Rafai, special delivery. What kind of a dunk is this? This is interesting because this is a dunk that starts on defense. So what happens is uh, someone is r- racing down the court. A Giannis type uh, uh, athlete is racing down the court seemingly to dunk on you. At the last possible minute, you swap out the basketball they're holding for a different basketball while wearing some sort of uh, Pony Express uniform mm-hmm. and chomping on a carrot. And you say, special delivery, mm-hmm. at which point they go to dunk and the ball explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you now have the real ball. You take your time running down the court and dunk it with ease. I forgot. There, there You can do Space Jam rules. That's fair. You did know this <laughs> yes. before. Josh, it's on me. Mr. Rafai always knows that you can invoke Space Jam rules. Of I course. should have told you that. Yeah. Goes with that saying. Of course. Uh, Josh, do you have a response or you like that one? I, I, I love that one. I also, I'd heard, you know, in the uh, in the Northeast where I grew up, special delivery as a dunk in a dunk contest is you're about to dunk a basketball. There's a woman sitting courtside, uh, screams, is there a doctor in the house? Her water breaks courtside. She goes into labor. However, the labor is... Uh, difficult. The uh, a doctor from the the audience performs a C section. She oh, was no. pregnant with a basketball. Uh, you uh, dunk the basketball <laughs> tens across the board, except for Dwayne Wade. What about the umbilical cord? Uh oh, that's a great question. Um, she puts it in a scrapbook. Oh, <laughs> actually, she put and it's she. You get a little slice of it on your basketball, like the tops card, <laughs> like a hologram. Incredible. <laughs> Outstanding. (laughs) Outstanding. All right, Josh, the deodorant stick. Tell me about the deodorant stick. That's um, like a really precocious 13-year-old dunks. 
and you're like, look, I know that this is maybe new to you. Um, you just had hit this huge growth spurt, but you've really started to stink and you need to wear deodorant. Um, and so you give the kid a deodorant stink kind of discreetly after the game, after his his dunk. Yeah, this yeah. is like at a U U fourteen FIBA tournament. <laughs> it's where this happens yeah, the most. But, but this kid's playing with bigger kids. Like oh, this kid yeah. is maybe it's like an, an eighteen, but this kid is like thirteen, and it's like people are like that kid's thirteen. He's got the Tom Selleck mustache going on, <laughs> and it's just like he he just hit that point where like his athletic ability has exploded, and he's really excited, and and that's brought him into this new social stratosphere. But but his close friends who he left behind in like the the younger age bracket. Yeah. They're not around to tell him, like, dude, you reek. Got it. Yeah. AAU really changes the game. And I think that this is mm-hmm. doing something to, to make it better for, for young teens. I think that that's really nice, Josh. Yep. Now I can't stop imagining Tom Selleck dunking. <laughs> he's he's posed like he is in the Playgirl uh, spread. Mm-hmm. Completely naked except for a well-placed basketball. Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Rafai, do you have a moment to, to describe one of these one of these dunks? Can I bring my own to the table? Please. I just thought of one. It's called the Slam Margera. This is where your dad's <laughs> this is where your dad's asleep. Shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> you sneak into his room at 4 a.m. It's still dark outside, and you slap him on the belly. Now he gets up. Uh, your mom is screaming at you. Um, you are chased by him through the house, uh, through the kitchen, out the back door, onto the court that you built with your fleeting money. You pick up a basketball on your way from running from your dad, and you slam it home. Uh, after you land on your feet, you look around, uh, waiting for applause, but all your friends hate you. That's the slam margera. I can only give you partial credit. It wasn't in NBA Jam Volume 2, but it was in Tony Hawk's American Way. Slam, so I can give you half. I can give you half. Perfect. That's good. That's good. All right, Josh, how about the honey dip? Tell me about honey dip. Oh, okay. <laughs> For in the context of this game, not in, gen- yeah, not in general. I know what we're talking about. <laughs> okay. So for this one, you've got to be a bear. <laughs> <laughs> and you um you are rambling through the forest looking for uh for delicious honey to snack on and you you stick your hand into a, a beehive, mm. and the beehive sticks to your hand, and you're the, you're licking it. The bees are sticking your face, but you're still kind of in heaven. Finally, the cloud of bees chases you out of the forest. Mm. Uh, it's it's so, such a density and ferocity that you you run out of the forest to the nearest basketball hoop, and then you dunk the beehive. Yeah. Unsticking it from your hand. Yeah, a classic Bear Jordan. Yeah, we, we got it, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> any, dunk, any dunk that starts with, for this one, you gotta be a bear. <laughs> that immediately is my favorite one. I guess you could do it if you weren't a bear, but why would you want to? <laughs> yeah, listen, if you're, if you're awake for 12 months of the year, you don't need this. Bears need this. <laughs> They're making up for lost time. I also thought we were going to, like, um... To like grizzly neck jokes, like if you're awake for half the year and then you hibernate, you <laughs> might be a grizzly bear. <laughs> if you put a, a, a pine cone up your ass to block your stomach for six months, <laughs> you might be a bear. Or you might be a freak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final final one. This one is called Look Out Below. Mr. Refai, you can lead on this. Look out mm, below. Yes, yes, yes. Look out below. 
Uh, for this one, you got to be a bear. <laughs> uh, not only a bear, I'm going to add another ca- uh, caveat. You also have to be a blue angel. Now, we know... <laughs> We know that the Venn diagram of bears and blue angels is a null set, but one day we will have a bear blue angel. For this one, you got to be a bear blue angel. You're flying in your jet. Um, you're zooming around. You're, you're synchronized to all get out. You and your friends, the other angels, um, could not be more synchronized. Suddenly, as you're going upward in some sort of almost like a flying V um, formation, you break away from the pack. The crowds gasp. You do a dead drop, uh, nose down, uh, plummeting towards the earth. Everyone's screaming. You, the other angels are freaking out. You eject out of your, your jet. This is, this is a $25 million machine. Your parachute doesn't open, but it does contain a basketball. You grab onto the basketball for all it's worth. You try and shove it downward so that, if anything, you can hope to land on the ball, that mm-hmm. it'll absorb some of the impact. Um, as you make your way down towards the asphalt, you start to aim your body exactly over the hoop and just pray, fingers crossed. You make it through the hoop, your body goes through the hoop. Um, you do pass away, uh, but you did slam dunk. That's beautiful. Thank interesting, you. interesting. Uh, Josh, do you have a do you have a response or was that was that good? <laughs> was I dying think it's good? perfect. I think you know. I think that you get extra points because you're a blue angel, and then you become a literal angel mm. uh, at the end of the dunk. Thank you. So there's two different kinds of angel. Yeah. Now, where do where do bears go when they die? I guess it depends if you swear yourself to old grizzly Christ. If <laughs> <laughs> you followed his teachings, mm-hmm, exactly. I guess. Of course. Yeah, I guess I guess that changed. I don't know. I'm not. What's and if you don't, what's purgatory but uh, eternal hibernation? And that's right up a bear's alley. <laughs> that's true. That is kind of like bear heaven. I want to say Corinthians, Rorinthians. That Rorinthians is good. Thank you. There's mm-hmm. something there. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone cut out that layer of hell where it was just a bunch of bears. <laughs> I'm realizing since I've been called out for it, I'm real- realizing with uh, the lookout below with the Abraham Lincoln. A lot of my dunks end with death. Yeah. (laughs) Something I guess I'm, uh, you know, I'm a 41-year-old multi-billionaire, and I guess I'm facing my own own mortality, so. But you've been, been, like, having your son's blood transfused. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so you're fine. Yes, thank you. Um, You, That's probably, every time you do that, it probably adds, like, three or four minutes to your life. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I just keep having sons, just like Lincoln did. And that's how his kids died, too. (laughs) Oh, I just, I can only hope and pray one day George Saunders writes about this. Um, <laughs> at this at this point, you're putting this in my head. I'm surprised that a billionaire has not involved themselves in the NBA slam dunk contest. Like, other than Mark Cuban, hmm. who's just, like, there and just, like, standing there waiting for someone to pass him the rock. <laughs> He's just clapping for it the entire time. Like, I'm surprised that, I don't know, not even Elon Musk, any of the, non, the non-known billionaires aren't just like, hey, in Involve me in this and like I'll get you on I'll give you an Amazon Prime show. I know Jeff Bezos. Like, how has that not happened yet? I, none of us need a uh SUV, I think. <laughs> right? Yeah, Does point. that make sense? None of us need an SUV. You just want to, if if there is something helpful, you would you would participate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh also I think we'd probably um let loose some technology that shouldn't be known to the public yet mm, that's fair we're talking iron man-esque shoes <laughs> that's, Ooh. that would be worth then you then you then everyone would think you were that that would be cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. speaking of shoes josh i have to say even though i'm a multi multi-billionaire 
almost a trillionaire. If I am, I'll never, I'll never tell. Ooh. I have read your book. Nice try. Absolutely loved it. Oh Fantastic gosh, book. You. From your book, speaking of shoes, I know that you uh, buy yourself some sneakers every once in a while. I do. If I you were many. to posterize someone, uh, mm-hmm. of, co- of course, posterize means your dunk is so sweet, so toit that it becomes a poster to be hung on a wall. If you were to posterize someone, who would you posterize and what shoes would you be wearing? Mm. I guess I would go back in time and posterize Hitler. <laughs> Now is this baby uh, baby Hitler or full grown Hitler? <laughs> I feel like baby Hitler isn't going to get a strong contest up on a dunk. So this is adult Hitler. Yeah, and if it was baby, you'd have to have a sign pointing to it, be like Hitler. Like, come on. Also, I can't now. I can only picture Hitler with a Tom Selleck mustache. Uh, Vince, sorry, Josh. No, I I would posterize Hitler, and I guess I I have a um a pair of. Beastie Boys branded Adidas mm. sneakers just because I would want to be extra Judaic about it. I'd also wear the Adidas too. That guy, the guy who's ran it, his name was Adolf. He didn't even know yet. I know. Wow. That's right. And he then they were Nazis. Right. Oh no, he did. I just want to be like, we're it. using yes. your shit against you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. The my only the only thing I know about German history is the movie Air. So I got confused. <laughs> Oh, H H E I R, the movie about how they oh, got Hitler. Or Hitler. H E R R, excuse me. Right, right, right. Of course. And Sorry. we all know Hitler's final words were all day I dream about sex. <laughs> Famously. Um I, I'm glad they kicked Hitler out of corn and that they kept that line. <laughs> oh, incredible. Uh, Mr. Refai, how many points do you want to give you want to give Josh for the for the game breaker segment? There aren't enough points in the world, so let's say 10. <laughs> All right, 10 points it is. <laughs> Incredible. Josh, this brings you to 1,010,369 points. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Hell yeah. And this f- feels great, except for the fact that, again, Half an hour ago, I did lose all my life savings on FanDuel. <laughs> I called the number. You know, they give all those numbers at the end of the ads on podcasts mm-hmm. for on like, and they just laughed at me. Oh no! <laughs> well, did you call the right one? Did you call the New York one? Did you call the Oklahoma one or the New Hampshire? I called one? all. Oh. I tried all, and they just laughed at me in different accents. <laughs> the Texas one, they shot a bunch of pistols up in the air. <laughs> Or so you think. You you heard. This is what it sounded yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. They have great I mean I have a great Foley artist there. They're just like swinging a tap shoe against a phone pole or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they do. Uh outstanding job. Thank you so much, Josh. This has been a hoot and a holler. This has been Oh, uh, Mr. Um, Refi, we have that one more thing. Oh, we have the one we have, we have Oh, the... that's right. Uh sorry, this brings me back to my detective. I want to say his name was wasn't Columbo at all. What was it? Something from an hour ago. What was what was that detective's name? We'll never it remember. It was close to it. It was close. No. The listeners will know. It's a- <laughs> The listeners will know. Fill in the blank here. For a final bonus point, you will answer this random trivia question about the world's most perfect film, Grease. Josh, are you ready? I am ready. After the success of the first movie, how many sequels were planned? They were going to go trilogy. Wow, got it in one. He's on fire, Josh. That is right. Three after the success of the first movie, it's the top-grossing musical in the U.S. to date. Greece was supposed to have three sequels, 
Threes, I think was the name of the third wood. <laughs> I, have to, I have to assume. However, after Grease 2 bombed, that can't be right, uh, at the box office, those plans were canceled. In 2003, it was announced via People that Grease 3, or Threes, we have to assume, mm-hmm. was in development at Paramount Pictures, and the studio was looking to bring Travolta and Newton John back. The idea was for Grease 3, or Threes, we have to assume, to follow the children of Danny and Sandy in the late 1970s, and now with disco music as the soundtrack's genre. Um, we never got that. We did, of course, get Rise of the Pink Ladies, mm-hmm. Paramount Plus, and that's yeah. all we'll say about yeah. that. Which everyone remembers for its quality and not for any other reason. Mm-hmm. Can May I suggest an alt name? I don't think this is what the name was, an alternative name for your basketball detective. Uh, um, yes, please. From the from the man who gave us Dunk Semper Tyrannus? Yes. Comes Boom Sherlocka Locka. <laughs> A billion points. A, bi- a billion points. And of course, Bill Watson. <laughs> or Luke Watson. Either one Yeah, works. he was only a detective for one year and then he blew out his knees. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Watson. He's got the headband. He's a hippie. <laughs> Love it. Um, That's so funny. The George Mikan of white players, Bill Walton. Um <laughs> Josh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for all the merch ideas that you provided. You'll get, I'm sure, some sort of kickback on that. Uh, Thank Eric, goodness. We'll, we'll hammer out the details with you. Uh, Josh, is there going to break my knees? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think they did that. Eric, can you let us know where in the top 50 players of all time, where Josh ranks. Is he one of the goats? Yeah, in the Tell Me About It <laughs> basketball pyramid. Unfortunately, FanDuel did show up and take your 1 billion, 1 million points. However, that does leave you with 10,369 points, which puts you fourth, which is incredibly good. That's pretty good. Incredibly good. That's pretty good. That puts you only below uh, Misha Stanton, who talked about Magic the Gathering, Jess Zimmerman, who talked about uh, Douglas Adams, uh, Stuart Wellington, who talked about Warhammer 40K, and, of course, uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan, who we put up in the rafters, uh, who got way too many points, and he died. <laughs> he died because of it. Who talked oh my about Dungeons and Dragons. So much death. Um, here's, I'm so sorry to step in, Eric. Uh, I never do this. I never have done this. The man who gave us Boom Shaka Sherlock Holmes is not going to go home in fourth place or whatever you okay. say. We are retiring Josh's number. Josh, what's your number? I have to assume 69, 420, whatever. <laughs> it's, um, it's actually 64, 920. <laughs> 64, 920. We're going to retire Wait, the number. On. We're going to put it in the rafters um, so you can uh, come back and visit that anytime. No other player can wear that number or get that score, we're going to say. Thank you. Uh, Josh, thank you for um, all the joy you brought for us today. Is there anything you'd like to plug or promote? Sure. I have uh, a newsletter that I write every Monday. It's for free to subscribe to. You can go to joshgondelman.substack.com um, and that uh, it signs up. It's full of pep talks every week and it lets you know all my stand-up dates coming up and any other things I do. It's like a good clearinghouse. But if you're not interested in that weekly for whatever reason, joshgondelman.com has my upcoming stand-up dates. I'm going actually to Illinois soon. Oh, um, yeah, we're in, in Illinois. January. Batavia, is that how you say that? That is, yes. Um, I'm going there in the middle of January, January 18th through 20th. So I'm excited for that, the Comedy Vault. Wonderful. I will hopefully make it over there. Batavia, our most German of towns. It sounds very German. I'm going to dunk on Baby Hitler while I'm there. (laughs) 
Uh, everyone, enjoy a nice soft pretzel. Everyone dunks on baby Hitler, of course. Uh, pick a more original thing it's to dunk so on. It's so easy to dunk on a baby, of course. Of course. Uh. <sighs> well, that is all for this episode of Tell Me About It. Tune in next week for more Dunks Emperor Tyrannus, more Boom Shaka Sherlock Holmes, and more of Eric coaching the Washington Generals. Say goodbye, Eric. Goodbye, Eric. Banana, 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 banana